0: What's up? Welcome to the Cryptid Zone. This is this is the show we do.
1: Yeah, we do, we do do it
0: together. It's true. Who are you?
1: Oh yeah, uh, I'm Lois.
0: Hi, Lois. And I'm one of the hosts of the podcast. I've heard it. I've heard it said. It's true. Yes. Uh, and I'm V. Hello. The other host of the podcast. Also heard it said. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a while since we've done this. Yeah. Well, there's been a lot going on. We've had a lot going on. I've. <laughs> I've I've also heard that said, that a lot has been happening. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, I'm basically fine. I just was like, what if I had one less thing to do? It was, was like my vibe. Mm. But now, here we are, back at it again, mm-hmm. at Krispy Kreme, <laughs> uh, doing a cryptid zone.
1: Yeah, we had to wait, you know, for that double vax to be allowed to get into the Krispy Kreme. because exactly. They're
0: only doing curbside, right. you know. right, right. And they were happy about it because they were like, "We just got this new expensive sign installed, um, and uh, and as long as you're not vaccinated, you can't come in here and do anything to it." But uh, <laughs> then it happened, and uh, it, it was it was it was messy, but worth it.
1: Yeah, like a true sign of things returning to normal was just that that yeah. you know light up sign just to hit in the ground.
0: Nature is healing. Um. You know, every every Krispy Kreme sign destroyed takes us a little <laughs> closer to to the light of our, the Lord.
1: Yeah, I have heard that. I have heard that said also. Like
0: you know, I see that on signs and stuff. We've we've heard a lot of things said recently. See, this is this is just, why we We're just really good. Listeners. Why we needed to exactly this is why we needed to take a hiatus. Right, is because we spent too much time speaking and not enough time listening. Mm-hmm. So we've been absorbing information from the world, uh-huh. and now. Now we're done listening and we're going to talk again.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: No, no, no more listening. We've learned. We've
1: listened to everything there is to listen to. Speaking only from now on.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: um, yeah. Oh, today we're talking about the vegetable lamb of uh, tartary. Where do you put the emphasis on this word?
0: Um, I think it's tartary. I mean, it's not a real word, right? It's not a. It's not a place that exists, right? It's like a just like a word. Well, no, because it's like a word Europeans gave to a big chunk of Asia before they knew what was there. Mm. They were like, "Mm, "This, uh, this is a mysterious land, the mysterious land of Tartary." And then, after more people went there, they were like, "Oh, wait, actually, this isn't a kind of a, a block of land that exists in any meaningful sense to anyone except us. We just decided this was a region." Actually, it's like just like.
1: I mean, really just like setting precedent
0: for the rest of world history, I feel. Yeah. I don't know if this is the one that set the precedent, it definitely adheres to the precedent of like, let's, mysterious land, let's make up a name for this and decide how it works. Yep. Yep. It's anyway. fun.
1: It's fun. We're going to have fun I think today, I feel.
0: We are going to have fun. Yeah. We always have fun. We always have fun. And today, especially, <laughs>
1: we will have fun, is, is the plan. <laughs> Well, I should say also this was uh, suggested by friend of the pod, Jay, who I think has suggested other friends to, for us to talk about. So thank you to Jay. Um, yeah. And also this was a bit fun because, like, is it a plant? Is it an animal? Is it a horrible hybrid of both? Right in now. Makes makes you think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you want to get started. I did a bit of reading, and also I found a copy. A lot of the stuff online referenced this guy, Henry Lee, and his writing about it, and I found a copy of his thing.
0: Oh, nice. You have a hard copy. I read the first couple pages on uh, on the internet, and then I was like, yawn. So I didn't read any more.
1: I mean, it was really difficult to get through. He is very boring. Also, this is, I think, just a print-off of a PDF because there are hyperlinks in it. Yeah. Um, which is how you know it's like a really, really good cryptid book. Um, and also, half of it is just about the history of cotton. Hmm. So, he's like, let me just debunk this real fast and then give the history of cotton because it's 1887 and I'm English and we're, like, getting into the cotton right? trade in a big way. Uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> So having it's just about that and it was uh also boring.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm at a, a place in my life where I'm like this is going to be boring, I'm just going to not do this. Um mm-hmm. I respect that. Yeah. And you know, the 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 people don't listen to this podcast for the thorough research. Mm. Not that we don't do thorough research. I'm just saying. <laughs> not that not that you don't it's do it's
1: just a bonus. The thorough the, the thorough research is a bonus you know
0: yeah it's true right exactly exactly it's just a just a little sprinkling on the top um yep well shall i do you want me to do like the brief intro and then you can yeah let's
1: do it let's do it
0: i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna like give the give the the 40 000 feet kind of top-down view
1: okay yeah yeah Yeah. i see okay mm-hmm
0: yeah. Yeah. Weird that people, like you said, weird that people call it the Lamb of Tartary, because, like, is it the lamb? Is it the, like, there's some, there's something weird going on here. Anyway, Lamb of Tartary, a.k.a. the Vegetable Lamb of Tartary, a.k.a. the Scythian Lamb, a.k.a. the Boromets slash Boromets slash Baromets slash Baromets is a kind of weird tree that instead of growing fruit grows sheep. Mm-hmm. So it's like a kind of a, a strange sheep situation where it kind of grows these pods through umbilical cords, and if you crack one open, there's just like a little sheep in there, just chilling. And uh, and that's actually where sheep come from.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- this is the secret that the Welsh government's trying to
0: hide from you. Right, exactly. This is it. Um, the, the cryptid wiki refers to this as a uh, Central Asian legendary cryptid. hmm I think that's revealing a lot of stuff here about, like, you know, again, we've we we we've talked about this a lot in the past, how, like, the idea of cryptids, I feel, is, like, very Western and very white. and um, And it's interesting that this is referred to as Central Asian, because as far as I can tell, like, looking through the history of where this came from, this was just, like, invented by English people, or at least by European people. It's not like a... It's not like one of those cases where this is like something from local folklore somewhere else in the world that has been like distorted by Western um, kind of interpretation. This one just is like made up by Western people, as far as I can tell.
1: Yeah, it's very like, oh, did you hear that they have this thing yeah, in this place? Right. Isn't that crazy? Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, when I was reading through Henry Lee's thing, he sort of like chronicles all of these different. Like people who from Europe who traveled to Asia trying to find the lamb, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, and sort of like ask, just like asking around, and I, I don't, I just, I just had this image of you know people chilling and these like white guys continuing to show up and being like, hey, where's the lamb plant, and then being like, the what, <laughs> like, what? what? And, but then I was like, I was like, if enough of these guys showed up, do you think it would like cause a moment of like, do we have a lamb plant? You know? Cause <laughs> like, like there was one time I was home alone in my flat and this like woman knocked on the door and I was, you know, open it up and she was like, hi, I'm like a midwife and I'm here for the baby checkup. And I was like, I think you have the wrong flat. She's like, no, 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 I'm in the right place. And she was so adamant that I was like, do I have a baby? <laughs> you know? And is it, do you think... <laughs> That it would be, like, that situation where, like, enough people just show up looking for this plant where you're like, but what if? What if we did
0: have Right. What if they know something we don't? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's probably just, like, oh, my God, more of these people being, like, where's the... Was the lamp plant? We don't. I mean, don't I have,
1: more than likely it is definitely that way. Yeah. We
0: don't have a lamp plant. Like what? It's like it's like the <laughs> the Jake Gyllenhaal. How tall are you? Thing, you know, or it's like how tall is Jake Gyllenhaal? And uh do you know about this?
1: Do I? I don't think I do.
0: Okay. All right. There was a that was a radio show, or like a podcast or something a while ago. It was like one of the episodes was how tall is Jake Gyllenhaal? Because it's like this whole thing of um, basically he is six feet tall, but it's like, is he like almost six feet, like the, the highest five you can get? Or is he like actually six feet? And the, the host of this podcast becomes obsessed with it and like asks more and more people and like is trying to dig into like how tall is Jake Gyllenhaal and like turns into this whole thing where she's like talking to like more famous people being like, how tall is Jake Gyllenhaal? And they're like having all kinds of discussions about it. And then eventually, at the end, she she gets Jake Gyllenhaal on the phone. No, 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 it's not this. It's one of her friends, because this she like becomes known among everyone she knows for caring about how tall Jake Gyllenhaal is. Mm-hmm. And then one of her friends texts her, being like, "I'm at a work function. Jake Gyllenhaal is here. Like, do you want me to ask?" And she goes up to Jake Gyllenhaal and is like, hey, how tall are you? And he turns around and he's like, why do people keep asking me? And it's like turned into this thing where she's like put this out into the universe so much that he like has been like asked so many times how how tall he is. And it ends with with him like calling her up and them having a conversation about it. But it's like, uh, and then eventually she is she is on, I think Conan and he is also on and they like get a tape measure out and they're like measuring Jake Gyllenhaal. But it's like one of these things where the question—it's like you're just going about your day, and people keep asking you this question. and You're becoming like increasingly like coming unhinged about it. Like, what is going on? I'm, poor
1: Jake Gyllenhaal. I feel like he has kind of an unhinged energy anyway. Yeah, it's true. And then I right. feel like this is just like like he doesn't need this.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. He he lives a. He definitely has kind of a both unhinged and beleaguered energy. Mm-hmm. I love I love his energy. It's like that one. There's a there's a clip from him and the cast of a movie. I don't I don't remember which one. Doing press, right? They're like being interviewed, mm-hmm. and one of the other cast members is talking about how the film is melancholy. But it's one of these things where they've never they've only ever read the word melancholy. They've never said it, so he's pronouncing it melancholy it's like there's this real sense of melancholy and it's like in the background you can see Jake Gyllenhaal like wince every time he hears it and then eventually he's like in the interview he's like it's melancholy stop saying melancholy (laughs) (laughs) he just has that like that energy (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, oh poor Jake Gyllenhaal I know anyway Hmm. in in my my mind when I imagine the yeah I imagine the um yeah, how dare we get off topic? Yeah, I imagine uh, I imagine the the people of Central Asia being asked about this lamb plant, like turning into Jake Hall being like, "Why do people keep asking me this? Like, stop asking about the plant, no more." <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You are probably uh, probably correct. Um, yeah. Anyway um, anyway, back to this thing so okay so every description of the plant is uh, horrible when you get into it too much. Oh yeah, it's no good. So like there's a couple variations but like but so it is a lamb that grows from the ground. One of the tellings of it says that it's the sheep is connected to the ground via like an um- umbilical cord stem. And then it like grazes in the area around the plant. And then when it eats everything that it can reach, it starves to death, mm-hmm. which is a brutal existence, like truly yeah, born to die. Um,
0: yeah, that's rough. That's rough. Hate
1: hate it. Uh, there's stuff that like wolves really love to hunt it. But if humans want to hunt it, they have to shoot through the umbilical cord stem with an arrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, also that it has blood and also bones. Like uh, like a normal sheep. And like us. Yeah. And I don't think that plants should grow bones. Call me old fashioned. But uh, I don't think plants should have bones.
0: I actually do think that is a little old fashioned. I think I think if plants <laughs> want to grow bones, they can.
1: <laughs> um, we're just gonna have to agree to disagree
0: on this one. Okay, that's that's fair. Yeah. So what do you I mean, you're talking about this book. Yeah. What's up with the book? This is this is a book by Henry Lee, and at first I was like, "Is this Henry Lee, the father of the Confederate General Robert E. Lee?" And it turns out, no, no, it's a different Henry Lee. Just a different good knowledge. Just having that ready to go. So pretty
1: much, this is Henry Lee sort of collecting all of the uh, sort of writings and stuff about the vegetable lamb, and then putting forth his own theory, which. I think is pretty much the widely accepted one, which is um, that the lamb is the product of a international game of telephone that starts with the cotton plant. Yeah, right. Which I, I to be honest, am, am happy to uh, take. Like, it makes sense to me. Should we go through what, what Henry Lee has to present us?
0: Yeah. So he... Also,
1: I wanted to say that while I was researching this, I was watching... Uh, Little Witch Academia, and the the lamb makes a very brief appearance in one of the episodes. Mm. Um, and I was like, hey, that's like... that." I was like, that is a deep cut of some, like, English mystical-adjacent lore, you Yeah, know?
0: yeah. Um, yeah, it shows up a couple of places. It's in a video game, too. I've heard of those. Odin's Sphere. I've not played it. Nice. But I know it exists.
1: Yeah. So, so wait, so Henry Lee tells us about... Uh, Sir John Mandeville And this guy is like really Where a lot of the stories about the lamb Come from Right, right Um, And we say he, but it's It is unclear if this man ever existed Right Uh, And it seems like somebody else was just sort of like Collecting other stories About travels through Asia And then just making stuff up Because there wasn't a lot to do At the time You know, you had to make your own fun
0: Yeah True.
1: Yeah, so anyway, so this is, it's fun He refers to uh, the lamb as a little beast Except mm. that it's like, you know, all like old English spelling So it's like, it's spelled little Best Which I'm yep. tickled by mm-hmm. um, And also he says that he's eaten it Which uh, is, I don't mm, For whatever reason, when he was like because he says, "Of that fruit, I have eaten," and then I was like, "Did you just like just grab a bite, pull it off the vine, and crutch it?" Yeah, yeah. Some some I hate that. Sometimes you're just hungry, you know. And you're like, "What if I just bit into this plant animal?"
0: Yeah. Sometimes that's just how it be. Sometimes you're busy. Sometimes you don't have time to actually like cook something. You're like, "What do I have in the cupboard that I can grab quickly?" They finished a zoom meeting, I have another Zoom meeting in seven minutes, I need to eat something. And sometimes <laughs> all that's there is a is a lamb on the vine. Yeah. A vine lamb. Yeah, because they were like on offer at Trader Joe's and you know. Right. And it's like they they're not gonna stay fresh if you if you just like buy a pack and put them in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the only way to keep them fresh is to like get the plant, mm-hmm. keep it in a pot, water it, and then when you want some, it's it's good to go. Yeah, you just like keep it next to the basil. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: Henry Lee then uh, tracks down a a possible related story, though not, let's be honest, not really, um, from the Talmud. So he gets in touch with a couple rabbis about this. And um, it's, there's a reference in a portion of the Talmud where a commentator. Uh, Rabbi Simeon of Sens who died in about 1235 uh, is talking about he says it writes as follows on this passage it is stated in the Jerusalem tammu that this is a human being of the mountains it lives by means of its navel if its navel is cut it cannot live so this is like a human version hmm. of the lamb um, which I think is more horrifying I'm gonna be honest okay Just like a dude who lives in the mountains and is attached to the dirt via umbilical cord.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Unnatural. It just doesn't sound like a pleasant way way to live. You know, like you can only go. It's such a small space from from where you were born. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, moving swiftly past that. (laughs) <laughs> gross. Then we have a, from the 16th century, a description where they say that, um, okay that the the flesh was not true flesh but was more like the flesh of a crab What's that? So, that's,
0: that's crab slander How is a crab supposed to feel when they hear that?
1: <laughs> well, I think it's more that like crabs are obviously almost in like a shell range You know, like it's not quite to shell but like it's not it's not like skin you know Mm. you know what i mean Mm,
0: i feel like crabs would disagree it's like that in between but it's not skin it's flesh i
1: feel like yeah it does say flesh but i feel like that it's more saying that it's it's like not a true mammal maybe Mm. are do crabs are do crabs crown as mammals I think I don't know. I about think crabs. so.
0: They're crustaceans, right? Crustaceans are mammals. That's true, right? Is that true? Maybe it's not. Uh, I don't know. Well, that's why uh, I'm. That's why I'm searching it on DuckDuckGo, Lois.
1: <laughs> I just did the same thing. <laughs> um. So. Oh Say that they have a thick exoskeleton.
0: Oh, they're arthropods, not mammals.
1: Arthropod. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad that I didn't say something potentially stupid when I said that they weren't mammals. Anyway. That that could have been embarrassing.
0: Anyway, I think this is a a very non-crab-centric way of looking at the world.
1: Yeah, okay, but anyway, then, uh, 16th century, we have uh, Sigismund von Haberstein, who, he's like, you know what, let me have a scientific answer to this lamb shit, Mm -hmm. right? Y'all are asking the wrong questions of... You know, where does it grow? His his thing is he's like, I, unlike Lois, I know about mammals, right? And I know that mammals have to be born in a womb. And for wombs to work, for the babies to be able to be gestated, that it has to be warm. Worms, wombs have to be warm. And the ground is not hot enough to gestate a mammal. Mm. <laughs> so a lamb cannot be born from the ground.
0: Unless it's a crab lamb,
1: because uh, unless it's a crab lamb, because which I guess he didn't, he wasn't taking crabs into account. Yeah, he, he, he
0: wasn't thinking about arthropods, thinking about mammals only. This is the mistake. <laughs> no one.
1: <laughs> so, are we saying that the
0: lamb is actually a, a crab lamb? I well, I mean, you're presenting me with the facts, mm-hmm. and I'm just, I'm just thinking about the possibility space we live in, right? Because as you said. Science reasons why a, a mammal lamb can't be grown, mm-hmm. right? We also know that it's kind of crab-like, right? Mm-hmm. We said it was a lamb, but then we mentioned the crab flesh, right? Yeah. So if we're if we're working in kind of a crab sphere, then what if it's what if it's a, a, a lamb but not a mammal? What if it's a, an arthropod lamb? Mm-hmm. It's like a kind of a shrimp kind of barnacle situation, but also a lamb. Think about that.
1: I mean, particles are going to come into this in a little bit, so. Well, I mean,
0: there we go. This is kind of pre-confirming my my whole situation, <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. All right.
1: Okay. So anyway, so then we've got we've got this guy who's now coming into it called Girolamo Cardano, mm-hmm. and um, anyway, he's talking about the lamb, right? But then you have this uh, his he has an enemy called Julius Caesar Scalinger. And his whole thing is ripping Cardano to shit. That's just what he loves to do. So Cardano does all this writing about the lamb. And then Scalinger, who's like a satirist, is like, let me just fucking make this guy cry. Right. And so he writes this whole thing satiring Cardano, where he's like, well, if there is a lamb, it's obviously like this, you dumb butt. Mm -hmm. But... Cardano then faces, through history, the problem that anyone who's tried to create a flirty text message or something that they've just met, which is that you can't always convey tone via the written word. Yeah. And so it seems that what he's written has just been, like, taken as legit opinion. I see. Through history. Right. So, like, reading stuff online about... um the lamb there's loads of websites that like quote him as if it's like an actual opinion right when really it's more like that one spongebob meme where he's like no 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 because he just hates his hates this other guy um yeah and like I I'd, I'd love to know more about that relationship. Like did they kiss?
0: Yeah. Only there's there's no way to there's definitely a lot of like intense psychosexual stuff going on right if there's like these mind games going on, right?
1: Like I feel like if you're going to dedicate all your time to just to go like to in the 16th century mm-hmm. to print stuff
0: mm-hmm. just
1: to dunk on everything that this other guy prints. Mm-hmm. Like, you want him to notice you.
0: Right. Clearly, he's living rent-free in your head for some reason. <laughs> Something's going on there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you.
1: Yeah. So anyway, so then time sort of passes. People are like, Mm the lamb's probably not real. Um, <laughs> probably. Essentially, part of the debate about this, I don't know if you came across this, where people are like, okay, a plant that's also an animal is is stupid. That's not real.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But then this one guy was like, yeah, but what about barnacle geese? Because the the opinion of the time was that barnacle geese came from barnacles. Right. uh, Because nobody ever saw their eggs. And then they migrated. I think because of migration is why nobody saw their eggs in Scotland. Right. And are like, clearly they come from barnacles. And so anyway, somebody went, well geese come from plants so why can't a lamb come from plants and you're like, you know what, there's not a single part of that equation that you got right but I'm proud of you for trying
0: yeah, barnacles aren't plants right um barnacles are animals, correct? oh my gosh
1: we're learning so much about animals today what are barnacles? they're sticky little crustaceans yeah that's what Noah says. The
0: arthropods again, right? Oh my god!
1: <laughs> also, I love that. That's the National Ocean Service has just a page that says what are barnacles, and it just says barnacles are sticky little crustaceans. <laughs> That's the U.S. government possession on them.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you just gotta you gotta cut through the bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you just gotta say it how it mm-hmm. is. But uh, for the record... Sometimes geese... you're just a sticky little crustacean, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah. They, but geese do not come from them, just so that we're all clear.
0: Yeah. I love I love the energy of a barnacle gosling. Mm-hmm. I uh, I empathize a lot with their whole deal. They, uh... The, when they, they hatch on cliffs, and the way they learn to fly is they just, like, hurl themselves off the cliffs and, like, fall down the cliff. And it's like, uh... It's like that one Simpson scene where Homer Simpson is just like falling forever, and then eventually they figure it out. But I'm like, yeah, big mood. Mm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: There's a great David Attenborough clip of gosling, Barnacle Gosling's learning to fly. That is like, I'm like, yep, I've been there. Okay,
1: so moving forward in our in our lamb history, right? Is that, um, mm-hmm. it's like the, the, how we get from point A to point B is kind of unclear in the history. But the point is that at some point, somebody finds some like, like taxidermied is a loose word, uh, quote, lambs and brings them back to England. Um, but they are, ferns from china um that have been sort Mm -hmm. of given a fun animal shape um and Mm -hmm. some people argue that like this was part of the thing is that like the ferns are sort of being given this shape as something to like for kids to play with this is an argument i mostly saw online uh which i don't Mm-hmm. uh love because i feel like it uh it reads a certain history of toys into the past you know that that like creating models of little animals for children is always what's been done um when that that's just not true so we can't assume that but also um henry lee is sort of like if this is the case it's more like, it's not that these weird fern lambs created the story. It would be like that fake mermaid, um, you know, where somebody like sewed a top half of a monkey to a fish. Um, that it's more that like this was made yeah. in response to the tale as as right. proof. Right, 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 um, yeah. Apparently the British Museum had one, but it's been lost, so... Um, that's a bummer. Um, Mysterious. Yeah. Uh, it could be anywhere. Uh, but yeah, and then the other, the other sort of fun thing is that... Uh, so he talks about, you know, various histories of cotton and such things, and talks about how there is a Greek word mm. that can mean both like apple or sheep and so there is a potential that Mm. that somebody you know translated uh like a cotton ball as like you know as a uh essentially is trying to like describe this like thing and it would just essentially that the word spring apple as
0: spring sheep ah right um yeah, it seems like there's just like a lot of a lot of stuff in general with like oh like people talking about cotton and also it kind of seemed like some people were like oh well they must mean wool and so this must be a sheep they're talking about like the confusion between like people from the west like being like oh like cotton or wool like not understanding the difference or um, yeah
1: so kind I, of how drawing that yeah. link right. I was gonna say how Henry Lee posits it—it it spreading is via like traders, right? Because, um, you know, there's like a history of cotton production all over. Uh, I mean, all over places that mostly are in mm-hmm. Europe. Um, and so, as you sort of have people coming mm-hmm. and trying to like sell fabrics or clothings or whatever, obviously these traders have to explain what it is that they're selling and why the fabric is different. And trying to like explain what cotton right. is, and so then sort of being like, "Oh yeah, like mm-hmm. it's like similar to the stuff that you have, but like this grows on trees." And then I feel like it's a bit of like, right, right, "Oh, right. it must be wool then, like, because clothes are only made of wool." Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's like, "Oh well, I know best," mm-hmm. and uh, and I think, you know, ugh. Also, side note about Henry Lee, just because clearly this book is like a lot of shit about cotton that is not interesting at all. Yeah, he just doesn't yeah. seem, in general, like someone it would be fun to hang out with at a party. Like
1: he, this he is so, so
0: dry. Has like, yeah, it. It. I like read a little bit of it, and I was like, I cannot do this. Like, I. I have a life to live. Uh, <laughs> I have a rich and exciting life, and like, if I read this book, I won't be able to claim that anymore. Like, um, he all I read he is like, nonfiction theory, and it was
1: I was on the struggle bus.
0: You know what I mean, right? Right. It, yeah. He, he was like a naturalist mm. back in the nineteenth century. I think he worked at the Brighton Aquarium. He was like a fish dude. Did a lot of fish stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and like big skeptic energy. Big like you know very, um, boring dude who's like this is basically like i think because i i I misunderstood this like when i was first doing my research i was like it's like oh a lot of this stuff we know comes from this book by this guy and i was like oh Mm -hmm. this is a guy who wrote a book about this cryptid he believes in which is um you know how usually how these books go you get a lot of books from people who believe the thing exists you don't get many books that, are like here's why this thing doesn't exist because it takes mm-hmm. a very specific boring energy to be that guy and this is that guy like he wrote a book on like why krakens don't exist and they're actually squids um
1: yeah but then he, he also committed he the like, crime
0: of being boring about it yeah right right you know,
1: like i feel like there's a like obviously we're generally not friends of uh, fans of debunking things here but if you're going to i think that there is like an interesting way to tell that story, um, and he literally was like, "Yeah, but I think here's I think if you're the boring ass way, and then and then in the conclusion where he's just talking about the history of cotton, he gives you the numbers of cotton imports into England in 1886. There's a chart about it." And I was like, "That's not what I'm here for." Um, yeah. And also, like at first, right. I was like, "Oh, this is 1887. We're about to see some really flowery Victorian, Victorian sentence structure." But then, at at first, I was like, sort of pleasantly yeah. surprised. Where I was like, "Oh, this is like kind of has a uh, almost modern like like how sentence structure sort of thing." And I was like, "But it's boring." Mm mm-hmm you know yeah i almost would have rather it had been that like verbose victorian (laughs) style
0: right right because at least then there's something there this is very much the energy of like you will say something wrong it's like it's like the guy on the internet who like you say something incorrect and it's like okay i i i'm like motivated by my desire to tell people why they're wrong and so i wrote a book about why you're wrong like I, yeah, it's, it's bad. I feel like most people who are debunkers have a bad energy. It's very hard to debunk things with a good energy. Um, Mm. you know, especially if it's like folklore stuff, I think, I think for like bad science debunking that is good, but for, Mm -hmm. for like something, which is, it's like people who hate astrology. It's like, you don't understand what this is for. Like, this isn't a thing that needs to be debunked. You don't understand yeah. Pe- people. Um, yeah, I've mit- his... Yeah, mm. I know. That's his energy to me.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you. That I think that there's. A- yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree with you because I think that there's a way where you can, uh, where you can sort of go. I don't literally believe this thing, but like, let's track the story of it and like right. why people have talked about it. Which, um, yeah, which you can. You can make your stand that you don't believe in, if it's that important. Without, right. but it, uh, yeah, but still, tell an important cultural story. Yeah, and still, and, uh, you know, respect the ways that the belief in it has moved and shaped things.
0: Right, and I don't think this is one of those cases where it's like this is a thing we need to respect or like whatever. But it is like, mm. if you don't believe in this thing, it's it's like fine. Like there are no stakes here, and that you don't have to. It's fine to just be like, oh yeah, I, I think this is bullshit and go on with your day. Like, to be the person who's like, I think this is bullshit and that's not enough for me. I need to write a long book about the history of cotton to prove to you it doesn't exist. Is like, okay, like, clearly you have nothing better to do with your day. Um, anyway, yeah. another thing that's interesting is that he wrote this book and then immediately died. I'm like, what happened there?
1: <laughs> um maybe he was like uh tapping into something more powerful or maybe the kraken got him
0: you know cuz that was his other maybe, book, so honestly maybe the, maybe the kraken maybe got the him maybe the kraken
1: was like you're about to catch these tentacles
0: uh huh um
1: yeah yeah well so what i was going to say is um uh that i think part of the I don't know if, like, the urge or whatever to debunk is that these really crap, like, you know, theories or, or, you know, attempts to prove that the lamb was real came from these, like, you know, respected, quote-unquote respected, like, European academics or people who were trying to, like, establish themselves in, like, the royal whatever society. Um, I would rather, instead of spending all this time about the land, just, like... Um almost like a diss track, you know, like if you're if you're trying to say that their work is bad because they believed in the lamb, let's just go in on the guys.
0: Right. You right. know?
1: Like come for their bad science and their weird hairline, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like yeah. spice it up.
0: Truly. I'm <laughs> Where's this. my
1: like my naturalist burn book? That's what
0: I want. Do you think about what that would actually be like? <laughs>
1: I mean, it would be bad because I don't think that they actually would be able to ke- come up with creative insults, you know. Um, yeah, I, but I'd li- I like—I like honestly, to imagine
0: it. That's that's fine. You do you. I personally do not like to imagine it. I, I mean, I do imagine <laughs> it, and then I'm like, I wish I hadn't done that. <laughs> that's fair. Um. Anyway, I, w- I was thinking about you know the the combo of um, Lee getting murked or like dying of natural causes, quote unquote, right after he wrote this book, and also the fact that you said the the British Museum's Lamb of Tartary mm. mysteriously disappeared. Okay. I'm this this screams cover up to me.
1: Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So who? Okay. So. So...
0: I'm like, what's going on there?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So what are the
0: pieces? What do we think they're trying to cover up? I'm wondering if the crab lambs are trying to cover this up (gasps) by... They're trying to protect their own existence, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they've had it really good. Nobody's really bothering them. You know, not really any natural predators apart from these wolves, I guess. And people with very specific arrows.
0: Hmm, Although, actually... Now I think about it, that doesn't make sense, because Henry Lee was trying to, um, he was writing a book, he wrote a book, talking about why they didn't exist, and so surely the Crab Lambs would be mm-hmm. in favor of that, right? They're like, we can, this is yeah, good for us, we'll, think we'll it's one of, like, go under the radar.
1: Do you think they're more, like, uh, worried about, like, the Streisand effect, though?
0: Mm, maybe, maybe.
1: That they're like, you know what, nobody's even Although, been like, talking about the... us for a century.
0: Right, but it's like the book came out. Surely, mm. if he disappears soon afterwards, that's gonna that's gonna add more publicity.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, like actually, maybe mm. what they're concerned about is obviously you no, know, said something... that the, the British Museum had had this one, you know, lamb. Uh, maybe right, the lambs right, are like right. these crab lambs are like, hey, we're noticing that the British Museum is just sort of taking everything and putting them in this building. We need yeah. to. Right. We need to erase ourselves so that they don't come and take our shit right. and put it in this building.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess I just don't get why they would kill Lee. I feel like there's a piece of this puzzle I'm not seeing. Hmm. I, I feel like Jake Gyllenhaal in Zodiac.
1: <laughs> I, uh, I have not seen that. Oh my God, it's so good! With you. Oh, you gotta I've not watch I've seen that. a lot you... of
0: Jake Gyllenhaal films. Oh my God, we gotta do some Jake Gyllenhaal films. Jake Gyllenhaal is great. Yeah. Uh... At, at, a, at a very different time in my life, there was a the the guy at my local diner thought I looked like Jake Gyllenhaal, and so when I came in, he'd be like Jake, and like throw up his arms, like welcome back, Jake. I'm <laughs> like, I don't see it, but thank you. Anyway. Jake Hall's good, my opinion. I don't. My I have point not is, seen
1: most most of his films. Okay,
0: we gotta we gotta educate you on Jake Hall. Um, but but that's fine. That's beside the point. The point yeah, is, he's
1: he's working on a film adaptation of Fun Home. That's just my fun fact for
0: you. Uh, I know, I know what that is. I've heard of that. He's
1: playing the sexually repressed dad in it. So oh, fun.
0: I I am sad that we've reached a reached a point where <laughs> Jake Hall is playing dads. Honestly.
1: Yeah, but is it one of those things where, like, uh, he's just, like, I have played so much other things, I'm just expanding what I want to do?
0: I mean, maybe. My point is that, that I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. It's surrounding me of the passage of time. Where it's like, oh, no, this person is old enough to play a dad now. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. It's not really okay. about him. But anyway, it's back about, to this conspiracy theory that we're trying to unlock. Yeah, sorry. Please continue. Oh no, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know if I have anything else for this conspiracy. <sighs> I just, um, I'm. I, do you think maybe the the crab lambs are in it with the geese somehow?
0: I mean, maybe the sticky
1: barnacles. I feel like, well, the sticky barnacles are related to crabs. It says so on the National Ocean Service web right, website. Right, right, yeah, like right at right. the top. Yeah, so. there's
0: there's some there's some link here. There's there's too there's too much. Some of a,
1: bigger crustacean plot going on. We
0: yeah, we all know there's no such thing as a, a random pattern. Anytime we notice a mm-hmm. correlation, it means something, right? There's no such thing as chance.
1: That there is causation.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. If there's correlation, there's always causation. This we know. So we know that there is no such thing as coincidence. We know that, mm-hmm. that the crabs are linked to the lambs. The crabs are linked to the barnacles. The barnacles are linked to the geese, and so uh-huh. that means that the geese are li- linked to the lambs. Uh-huh. We just need to figure out what the link is. Uh-huh. There's, there's got to be a, 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 circular relationship there. Um, I don't know. My, my guess is that the, the barnacle goslings are to the barnacles what the, the lambs are to the crabs, right? Uh-huh. It's like there's, there's some kind of crab lamb link. That we're not seeing. And there's some kind of lamb goose link that we're not seeing. Right. Mm -hmm. This goes all the way to the top.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The top of what we can't be sure. But it definitely goes there.
0: Yes. The top of the um I don't know. The the top of the charts, maybe? Top of the Uh, charts, yeah. This is this is gonna be a bestseller when we when we eventually crack this um i don't know. no it's got to be a it goes all the way up to the top of the you know this is this is we've drawn a link now between the mammals and the and the arthropods and we're also drawing mm-hmm. a link up to the top of the you know this isn't just about like a genus or a species right we're talking about whole groups we're talking about a link between plants and animals now right where that's the top it's it's Previously, we'd only drawn these smaller links, but now we're linking the animals to the plants. And if an animal can be a plant, then where does it end? Tell me that, Lois. I've seen Annihilation. Mm-hmm. I know where this ends. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: I mean, maybe they are—they're like getting ready for annihilation-style, you know? Yeah. Human destruction. I haven't actually seen Annihilation. Someone told me it would be too scary for me so Mm. um
0: that's fair it's got some uh, moments
1: (laughs) yeah so so maybe what they're doing is like that they're in they're in cahoots we can't bring the elves into this too lois we can't (laughs) um but the point is that the reason that we can't see the missing piece is because the plan is like about to be enacted, you know? Like, not all the pieces are in place for whatever's coming to come.
0: I see, I see, right. By the time we see the full shape of this thing, it will already be too late.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So really, all that we can do is, uh... I guess hope for the best.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Time for crap.
1: (laughs) I mean, uh... What's that that word for everything evolving into crabs again? Maybe that's just like the sheep are about to hit that evolutionarily. Oh, carcinization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that sounds correct. Yeah, so uh, sheep are about to carcinate. New word for you, invented in real time. Uh you know that—that's what's about to go down.
0: <laughs> I'm just reading about the Wikipedia for carcinization now. It's so good. This is it. This is, this is, I think this is the missing piece. <laughs> carcinization is an example of convergent evolution in which a crustacean evolves into a crab-like form from a non-crab-like form. The term was introduced into evolutionary biology by L.A. Borodile, I think, or something, who described it as one of the many attempts of nature to evolve a crab.
1: I mean, not just attempts,
0: successes in
1: evolving crabs.
0: This is what this is. Lambs have been have been carcinized. This is the this is the carcinization of the lamb, is what we're seeing here.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We've cracked this it. This is
0: nature making a crap lamb.
1: I mean, I feel like we were doubting ourselves for a moment there, yeah, but we should have it. had more faith. Nature at work. That given enough time, we can crack anything.
0: So <laughs> Right. And 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 actually there's a there's another aspect to this, right? Because because we know about this process, but there's another process we don't know about which is the goosenization mm-hmm. which is also that apparently other life forms that aren't aren't geese will also tend towards evolving into geese which is mm-hmm. how the, the barnacle evolved into the goose mm-hmm. so the mm-hmm. question is what other types of goose are there is there a, is there a dog goose oh. is there a tiger goose i mean is is there a, a a fish goose
1: well so so my question do you think that the neck length is like um connected to attitude, right? Cuz like I remember I watched this documentary about dogs many 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 years ago. But there was this one bit where they were there were these people who were sort of like trying to test nature versus nurture and so they were selectively breeding foxes mm-hmm. for like kindness and like like willingness to engage with humans. Um and then sort of, Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, the coloring of the foxes as they got more and more like, you know, generations down the line, they started to look more and more like border collies. So like they had the patterning of border collies but instead of black it was red. Mm -hmm. And they were like, we don't know why this is happening but somehow like these foxes being really friendly Mm -hmm. is like tied up with the coloring. So, anyway, do you think that it's like if animals become nastier and nastier as they evolve, that their necks get longer and longer in proportion until eventually they become a goose, long necked and ready to fight at any
0: moment? I think that sounds like goose eugenics, and I'm not in favor of that.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry for slipping into goose eugenics. My apologies.
0: It's, it's very easy to do, apparently. Mm hmm. People are rediscovering eugenics all the time, and this is just one 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 case of that. <laughs> uh, anyway. We've cracked it now. Anyway. we solved it. Do you have <laughs> anything else on, on the Lamb of Tartary you want to say?
1: Um, I don't think anything else that I want to say. I think I got the big things, which is that I'm not interested in a, in a plant growing bones. Um and uh and also henry lee uh can meet me in the pit Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: i feel like if he had a fight maybe he'd be more interesting
0: yeah honestly um he needs it yeah there's one more thing i need to show you which is just this um artistic renditioning of of john mandeville from back in the day i love it okay it's just i just i just like it because even though it's from the from the 14th century, he's um, doing finger guns. I just want you to see John Mandeville doing the finger guns. I'll put this in the. Okay. We're going to try and do show notes, I'm, or I'm going to try I'm and do show notes. Waiting. So this is. Uh,
1: oh. Oh my gosh, dude! This looks like a guy who can party.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. See, I want now. I want to get John Mandeville and Henry Lee in a room because he get his ass kicked.
1: Yeah. He's got his pointed shoots on. Yep. He's got his uh. He's got his. Fun- he looks like he's wearing a poncho of some
0: mm-hmm. sort. Subs- his
1: party poncho. He's got a fun hat, and he's got. He does have his finger guns. He's literally like, hey. He's, yeah. he's just walked into the party.
0: Yeah. He's like, hey, hey. this guy. Right. He, this has a good energy. <laughs> I I would trust this man implicitly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If he said something, I'd be like, sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like it's also he he has that energy as if you like show up to a party and he's there. You're like, oh, I'm about to have a good time. Uh-huh, this uh-huh. is about to be a real fun night." Yeah,
0: this is going to be a good time. And this is this is why Henry Lee had to write that book cuz he's like he mm. he's he's been gone to parties once in a while, not often. When he does. He just sucks the energy from the room mm-hmm. and he sees the the part, life of the party finger guns guy. He's like, yeah. uh, he's like, I, he just like is quietly in the corner being like, I wish I was that guy. And then slowly over time, this develops into kind of a quiet hatred of those guys. And then, and then he's like, uh, he's like, well, this thing you said, I must, I must prove that I am actually cool and interesting and not a total bummer by destroying this man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, and that's, that's probably why, why he gets up in the morning.
1: Yeah. This sounds correct to me.
0: So there we go. There we have it. I just it was very important to me that we didn't get to the end of the episode without acknowledging this this picture of the finger guns.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad that you sent it to me. Um, yeah, well, it's really bright and giving me a bright spot for
0: the day. You're you're welcome. This is that's why we do what we do. Um, would you like some questions from the internet? I would love some questions from the internet.
1: Okay, so we have two questions on Twitter. They're, they're, they're similar questions, I'm going to be honest with you. So I'm mm-hmm. going to give them both to you at the same time. Okay. Uh, the first one is from Sam Baumgart, who says, do you think there are other vegetable annals and which one tastes best? And then friend of the pod, Dr. Lenny Kuglich, says, would the vegetable lamb go better with mint or tartar sauce? So both flavor-based questions. Mm.
0: I think, I think to, to go with Linnea's question first, we've established that lamb of tartary would go best in kind of like a gumbo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We've established that this as seafood. I mean, that one guy was eating them raw. Exactly. Right.
1: I would, I, I could fuck with a gumbo. Yeah.
0: I think it's like, it may be in like a chowder.
1: <gasps> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A lamb, a lamb chowder.
1: I think you're, you're correct. Yeah.
0: Great. Thank you. Um, and then do you
1: think there are any other vegetable animals?
0: Well, the barnacle Gosling, of course, mm-hmm. we've been over this, and then all of the other all of the other geese that are also, I don't know growing on on trees or out of rocks or something. I feel like if there was some kind of wheat uh, cow mm. then you could just turn it into a into a hamburger.
1: Yeah, apply take the
0: Beyond Burger to like a whole new level. Right, I'm saying you you got the bread and you got the meat in one package.
1: Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing. So actually, this is an interesting point, which is that if if the the lamb of tartary is grown from a plant, could you eat it as a vegetarian?
0: Mm, I think there's no way you crack open one of those pods and see like a little lamb crab and be like this mm-hmm. is this is a plant i don't think anyone mm. does that i think i don't think any reasonable person would be like this is not an animal yeah i mean but it has grown from the ground yeah well i guess is that the i mean by that logic is it okay to eat rabbit because rabbits live in warrens Yeah, but they're not, like, attached from the war. They're
1: not born of the warren, where, like, lambs are gestated in the dirt. Mm.
0: So what about things that are hatched from eggs in the ground? Mm.
1: I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know. I think, I mean, I'm probably... Leaning towards with you that you couldn't eat them, but I was like, it would be fun to not answer this right away. But there's not actually a real argument.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sorry for for destroying your bit. Yeah, well, these things happen. You can't do every bit, you know. Damn, I'm sorry. I've killed it. I've beefed it. We 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 should throw this out and start again. <laughs> Let's take it from the top. <laughs> Take two of this episode. Then we'll have to talk about Henry Lee again. We, we came uh, we came so close to, <laughs> to pulling this off successfully, but I, I killed it at the last hurdle.
1: I'll find it in my heart to forgive you somehow. Thank you. Thanks. That means a lot to me. Um, yes, anyway, so tell the people where you are online.
0: <laughs> uh, I am... Uh what are my socials? I don't remember oh, I am at snack underscore falcon on Twitter. I am at underscore snack underscore falcon underscore on Instagram. You just love to change them I do love to change them i i' am not i i'm a I'm a complex person. I evolve like a like a crab into a lamb or like a mm-hmm. or like a dog into a goose. That's just who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm like a beautiful bird whose colors changes with the seasons <laughs> and that's reflected in my social media handles um, mm-hmm. also like I feel like I have a complicated relationship with social media mm-hmm. where I want to be as I want to be on them but also I want to be difficult to find you know it's like you hear my handle in an episode you're like is this going to be the one bullet have moved is <laughs> yeah. it going to be there it's like the it's like a, a a food truck with the most delicious food <laughs> that moves around town. So you're like, where's it going to be today? Who knows? I'll go to the spot. Maybe it's there. Maybe it's not. That's just life. Mm-hmm. It's ephemeral. Tears and rain. Blade Runner. How, where are you online? Oh,
1: I'm uh, at Suppets Lois on Twitter and then Suppet's Lois, but with an underscore at the end on Instagram. Um, I do not... Uh, Change my handle very often, and that's yeah. What's
0: up with what's up with the handles being? Because
1: someone else has set its Lois on Instagram. I and mean, never posted anything. The this motherfucker. is
0: motherfucker. <laughs> this is what I'm saying, right? I have the extra underscores on Instagram too. I was I'm like, what's up with the handle being taken on Instagram? Because I'm it's it's the same thing. Snack Falcon on on Instagram never posts. I'm and you DM them being like, hey bitch, what are you doing? Shit or get off the pot, and they refuse to do either. <laughs> and by shit i mean post on social media
1: yeah because they haven't logged on since they started the account like 10 years ago right oh um, anyway yeah but anyway it's fine i'm there i don't change my handle because i set it and then i ignore that it that its existence you know what i mean i'm just like yep, yeah. yeah, that's there um, I know. yeah also you can follow us on twitter the cryptid zone account at CryptidZone. zone um we also, you know, are on other social media. But we don't post on Facebook, so don't go there.
0: Um, um, I post on Instagram. And I, we do have an
1: Instagram yeah, account also. It's true.
0: I, I post on yeah, it. Yeah, you it's can put, follow our at Instagram. at underscore zone. Again, there's at cryptid zone is taken by an account that has never posted. Damn you, other cryptid zone. If you're listening to this and you own the at cryptid zone Instagram account. Yeah, trash. Um, no bueno.
1: Mm, you're our enemy. Yeah. But if you give us the handle will forgive you.
0: Yeah, crypt zone on Instagram. Zero, 0 posts, 0 followers. Just trying to get inspired. Exclamation point. How about you get inspired to give us that handle? <laughs> um we also have a Discord server you can join. Um
1: we post the link to it sometimes and uh I don't really know how else to say how to find it.
0: Yeah, um, just just look at the just look at the socials, I, you'll find I, it. I, yes. I believe in you. Um
1: yeah, come back next time when we're going to be talking about the Loveland Frog, which sounds sexual. It does. We need a good sexy one. I feel like we've we need a one to really get into whether or not we date it. Because I'm going to tell you something, my my friend. I would not date the lamb.
0: Yeah, me neither. I'm not into that. It's going to be a no from me. Yeah, I I love the, mm. the concept of. The thing i love most about the loveland frog i um, obviously we'll get to this next episode but it, i feel like this is a nice 21st century update of eat pray love or live life live laugh love is loveland frog <laughs> and that's it goodbye
1: nice uh that's that is something to be excited to for next episode yep goodbye we love you be good toodles <laughs> yep.